Hey, you guys, I'm back with part three. I am so excited. I'm excited because I had no idea that I was going to get as much feedback that I received. And I thank each and every one of you so, so much for just responding. You have no idea what that means to me and how it's going to affect so many other people that's listening. Um, I don't want to be too long because I don't want this to be longer than what it is. So let's get back into it. So our next question is for Miss Amy. Um, her question is, tell me about a time that you had an embarrassing mommy moment and then tell me why being a mom to your son has been so rewarding. Her response, oh my gosh, <laughs> my most embarrassing mommy moment was when my son was four months old. During this time, milk did not sit well with him and would make him somewhat constipated. Needless to say, I was at a friend's house changing his pamper with a nice white sweater on. I really thought he was done using the restroom and normally I would look out for quote unquote squirt in my face. <laughs> this time he gave me a big surprise. He squirted something all right, except this time it was poop. Yes, all over my nice white sweater. It was so much, my friend had to literally cut me out of my sweater. <laughs> Meanwhile, my son has this cute little smile on his face and I couldn't be upset, but that is one thing I will never forget. And I probably won't either. <laughs> um, the second part to her answer is being... The mom to my son has been so rewarding because he is a very bright and talented individual. Each day, I'm more and more thankful that God has entrusted me with such a beautiful soul and spirit. Watching him grow into a young man is great. It has its moments when he forgets who I am. But other than that, he doesn't give me any major problems. He loves me to help. He loves to help people. And he is great with including everyone, including people not like him. He is such a joy. Well, thank you so much, Miss Amy, for responding. <laughs> and thank you for that embarrassing mommy moment. Um, I, too, have been pooped on, peed on, thrown up on, and everything else all at the same time. <laughs> so um, I appreciate you sharing your story. I needed that laugh to lighten the mood a little bit. And I thank you for again for sharing um, your embarrassing moment. The next one we have is Miss Tara. Her question is, we've all had struggles in parenting. And name one that sticks out to you and explain the circumstances surrounding it and what you did to overcome it. Tara's answer. I couldn't understand why or how with all my parenting skills that my son refused to behave. I would spend time with him, help him, encourage him and discipline him. Every day I receive calls from the school concerning my child's behavior. I am not exaggerating. Every day. I took him to a therapist and I attended as well. My son was so smart that he outsmarted the therapist. She released him from care and stated that there is nothing wrong with him. He needs to keep busy. So I spent more money and registered him for every sport event the school had. When one ended, another began. He continued to find time to make trouble. He was not a child that didn't have a father. His father was very present in his life and spent plenty of time with him. After all the altar calls, prayer, prayer requests, and breakthroughs, he got it. He asked to be baptized and saved on his own. I was floored. I had given up and figured I would never get through to him. I felt like a failure as a parent and started worrying about what the other children were going to do. I was praying that we didn't go down the same road. Well, lo and behold, the other two saw him turn his life around and they grew closer. 
I was so grateful to God and so proud. This was a significant turning point in our lives. The other two got saved and baptized once they understood it. And we continue to keep God first. Amen. That's a wonderful story. Um, I want to thank you, Tara, for being transparent. Um, a lot of us don't want to tell the bad part of parenting. Um, a lot of us don't want to tell the struggles. Um, I haven't experienced behavioral issues with my children. Um, that's been to the point where I've gotten phone calls from school. But I've felt at some times that I wasn't doing enough for my children when even when they would act out over little things. And I'm like, OK, do I discipline? Do I love on? Like, I don't I don't know what to do. Um, and it, it seems to almost be like we don't want to do something that draws attention to ourselves. So we're kind of afraid. But. God is good. <laughs> you hear me? God is good. God steps in all the time whenever we doubt ourselves. So we should always know that in the midst of whatever trial, tribulation, circumstance that we're going through, he's always going to turn it around for our good. And I think what your son did took a lot of strength took a lot of courage. God had his hand on him the entire time. And what he needed him to experience was one, your love. He saw you weren't giving up on him. And I'm sure now he's, he knows his mama loves him to death. And I just, that just gives me a sense of hope that if I ever experience anything with my children or if anyone that's listening is, is experiencing anything close to what you've experienced with your son, and they're experiencing it as well or have experienced it, that God has their hand on their child. So I just pray that if there's any mother listening, any father listening, any caretaker listening that's having the same issues, God's got it. Okay. So we're going to move to the next. I'm so excited. I'm almost done, guys. Um, the next one is Chelsea. And her question is, when I was a new mom, I was given all types of unsolicited advice. But what is some advice you were given that you were really that you really hold true and actually apply to your motherhood experience? Chelsea's response is, I've had my share of receiving unsolicited advice from parents, just people overall in general. And although I am grateful for the advice, I always remind myself that every baby is different. The one thing that did stick out to me was to love on him as much as I can because he will grow up fast. I've held on to those words since my son had been born. It's like seeing him smile for the very first time, to watching him try forming words out of his mouth to match what I'm saying, to now seeing him learn how to use his hands to grab stuff. You go from having a newborn baby and each day you literally watch them discover new, excuse me, discover something new about themselves that they didn't know the day before. I treasure every single moment because before my eyes, my son will slowly grow up to become a young king. No matter the amount of advice I receive from people on how to raise my son, it will never match up to the amount of love I have for him and have had for him since I found out he would be my little prince forever. That is so sweet, Chelsea. Um, thank you so much for sharing, by the way. Um, but that's true. That I think the best thing to remember or the most important thing to remember is that our kids will not be kids forever. I mean, look at us. <laughs> we were once our mom and dad's little babies or our grandma's little babies. And we we're grown women. We we're grown men. We we're adults that have children. Um, 
So the most important thing to remember is that they need as much love as we can pour into them while they're innocent, while they're young. And when they become adults, they're going to look back and say, wow, I had so much love. Like, that's the most important thing. It's not about, you know, all that other stuff that we sometimes worry about. They just want our love. So, yeah, Chelsea, you hold on to that because that baby boy that you have is going to be the most rewarding gift God has ever given you. And you want to make sure that you love God's gift as much as you possibly can, as long as you possibly can, because when he becomes five, he's going to look completely different. His voice is going to change when he becomes 10. He's going to look a little different. His voice is going to change. And when he becomes 15, he's going to look a little different and his voice is going to change. You're like, oh, my God, where did my baby go? And I know because I'm experiencing that with my 15-year-old. I really want her to, you know, go back to being a toddler. (laughs) I love my baby and I don't want to give her up. But thank you so much for um, just sharing that piece of information with us. Um, I believe I'm down to my last one. Last but not least is Miss Kim. So I asked Miss Kim or told Miss Kim, I was a single mom for years and struggled with the feeling of being judged for it. What would you say to a parent that is having a hard time coping with judgment? Tell me about a time where you felt the pressure of motherhood, but you pressed through it. This is Kim's response. She actually broke it down into like different feelings and that's neat I love this Kim all right so the first part is shock never would I have imagined my life to turn out the way it did after high school all I wanted was to be free I grew up being the only girl to four older brothers and one younger brother my family was extremely overprotective so when I returned home from my short military career freedom was the only thing on my mind I had gotten my first car and I was in college living my best life. Then bam, I find out I'm pregnant with my daughter at 19 years old. At the time, I wasn't happy or sad about it. I didn't even care to work out things with my daughter's father. In my mind, I never believed a baby would keep a man. And no matter how things turned out for me, I would never be in a relationship that wasn't healthy for me and my child. I was just dealing with it the best way I could. Denial. I had to drop out of school, get a basic job, and move back with my parents full-time. Once my pregnancy started showing, I began to hear whispers. I remember going to church, and the same people that would be in my face smiling and having small talk were the same people that turned their noses up at me. People I once called friends disappeared. I ended up getting an apartment for my daughter and myself. I was working and dating again. I was getting support from my family and my baby's family. Then I found out I was pregnant again. My son was born 14 months after my daughter. I was pregnant two summers in a row. No hot girl summer for me. Depression, anger. I was no longer strong. I was depressed and embarrassed for years. I was now 20 years old with two babies by two different men. I was everything I didn't want to be. My family and friends judged me because I was now a part of statistics. Unlike my parents, I was raising kids out of wedlock. I looked around my brother's. Excuse me, I looked around. My brothers were all married with children, and I was the only daughter, a single mother on welfare, and living back with my parents. When I said I was mad at the world, I no longer went out or socialized with anyone. All I did was work, school, and back home. Some days, I would even go straight to bed and would only get up to feed the kids. My kids noticed everything I did. They even talked about me to my parents, saying all mama do is sleep. It was the truth. 
Nobody knew the pain because I hid it for years. My biggest motivation was my kids because I did not want them to see me in this state forever. And I wanted to give them better. Proving everybody wrong was also part of my motivation. Acceptance. It was hard getting out of the rut. I went back to school about two years after my son was born. I worked full time and went to school full time for almost five years. I finally got my bachelor degree in 2015. I stepped out on faith and moved away from home, my hometown area, along with my kids. After about four to five years after receiving my degree, I finally stepped into an accounting career. I even purchased my first home for the kids and me. I have everything I've always wanted. Well, everything but a husband. I'm taking my time. (laughs) However, all that I've accomplished as a single mother, I still have to prove myself to the world every day. If someone finds out you have children, they automatically assume you are married. I mean, that is ideal, but in this day and time, it is also very common not to be married. So every time someone said, oh, I didn't know you were married, I get offended because I feel like it wasn't meant to, it was, it was meant to be a blow, excuse me. Or just because I am a quote unquote black single mother, they automatically assume I'm struggling. Like, how do you do it alone? Uh, I work full time and budget myself accordingly. I'm constantly working on my brand and craft. Dating is hard because my standards are extremely high compared to the availability in Colombia. I have to date someone that is a good example for my children as well. It's not all about me anymore. I date, but I try to enjoy my own company as much as possible. When the one shows up, I will know and I will be available. Appreciation. I've always lived alone with my kids. My children have weekend and holiday dads. I always go to school events, parent-teacher conferences, and doctor-dentist appointments alone. When my kids are sick, I leave work and use my PTO. I plan vacations and birthdays with few exceptions. If it wasn't for my parents, I would be alone. My parents fill in for times when I want to be alone. They're always there for special occasions. My kids also call them Ma and Dad. If it wasn't for their support, I wouldn't have accomplished half of what I have today. With that being said, those who support you during your ups and downs, keep them near. Even if they nag you, those people are the real ones. Sometimes it's a sibling or friend. That is a major part of how I've dealt with the struggles of being a single mother. You have to give more energy to the good people around you and ignore those that take away any good from you. Some people are in your life for a blessing. Others are in your life only for a lesson. Let go, let God. In the end, no matter what we do or how much we try to prove ourselves to the world, there's always someone judging you or making assumptions. The best way to deal with any struggles or judgment is don't. There's this thing called prayer and karma. See, I pray to God for his protection and to provide for us. I also believe in karma. You get what you put in the universe. You should not judge people because you are in a happy place or a different place. Some of the same people that judge me during my time of difficulty are the same ones dealing with the same issues today. You have to treat others the way you want to be treated. As a single mother and individual, I'm still learning to live the life best way I can and the best way I can. Excuse me. We all want to accomplish the same things, and that is to raise our children to be better than us. There is no right way or wrong way because every mother and all children are different. You also have to appreciate everything you have so God can make room for everything else to fall into place. Although my life is not picture perfect or didn't turn out how I expected, it is all God's will. Wow, Kim, that's that's wonderful. Excuse me, Kimberly. I love your response to that um, question about judgment. I think that's something that we can all relate to, even if we're not moms, just people in general, because we can be so judgy. (laughs) 
if that's even a word. And it's sad because we miss opportunities to love on some of the like greatest people because we we judge them on superficial things. We judge them on statistics. We judge them on status. We judge them on looks and what they drive and what they live in. And it's not fair. It's not fair to the person. And if that person is as great as they probably are, it won't be fair to you because you'll be missing out. Um, That's part of the reason I struggled when I became a single mom. And then, you know, depression was in and out for a few years. And part of that was because I knew that I could do better and I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I didn't want to hear anyone else's opinion about where they thought I should be unless they were trying to help me get to where I wanted to be, <laughs> you know? So um, it's hard. It's, it's sometimes um, it's just hard to open up and just let people know how we really feel because no one wants to hear negativity. That doesn't help us grow. It only makes us crumble. It makes us kind of standoffish. So um, I thank you so much, uh, Kimberly. I thank Chelsea, Tara, Sophia, Alicia, Georgette, Angel, Tiffany, Amy, Air Victoria, Miss Anonymous, <laughs> Sonia, Crystal, Kanisha. Thank you guys so, so, so much. Thank you to everyone that wanted to um, help me with this and couldn't. Thank you to everybody that listened. Um, this has been such a blessing. You guys have no idea... Um, what this means to me. I was led to do this. Um, God put this on my heart because I struggled so long with so many things. And once I came out of that funk, um, God said, you're ready. You're ready to do what I put you here to do. You have an assignment. And without you guys listening, without you guys helping me with this, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, even if it was just one person, that was what I was supposed to do. Reach one. So thank you so much. Um, I'm not going to be too long winded. I'm going to go. I've already spent so much time talking to you guys. Please pass this on to someone that you think it will help. It will bless. I greatly appreciate it. Love you. Love you. Love you. Until next time.